It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. We're concluding a two-day special with legendary American songwriter Jimmy Webb, the latest in our series Off the Road, with artists sharing how they've been touched by the pandemic and other crises. Hear the first part, the complete 75-minute interview, and everything we've aired so far at hawaiipublicradio.org. Jimmy recently released an album of instrumental covers called Slipcover Piano Arrangements and his memoir, The Cake and the Rain, filled with stories like this. One of the first times I went to see Elvis at the International Hotel, I had my very own table right up next to the stage. And there were people looking at me saying, how do I get that seat? You know, there was guys (laughs) rolling, rolling thousands off of these big, fat rolls. But Mr. Presley had reserved that seat for me so nobody could move me. (laughs) Elvis came out and he blew me away. He's rolling along the edge of the stage and he used to give away scarves and kisses to the ladies, hundreds of them. (laughs) And he finally got down to me and I looked up and I thought, please don't kiss me. Please don't (laughs) give me a scarf. I had long hair. And he looked at me and he threw Something he had clenched in his hand. This is a true story. I guess that immediately cast suspicion on the story. But anyway, (laughs) he threw threw this piece of paper on my table and it said, Dear Gemma, come backstage. Elvis. Actually wrote Elvis. I thought, well, that's neat. I guess I can put that in my scrapbook. But I wasn't prepared for the end of the show. Just as soon as the audience stood up, I was grasped under my arms and stood up by two Nevada Highway Patrolmen. (laughs) And they goose-marched me all the way back through this crowd. Out of the way. Get out of the way. Make a hole. Make a hole. (laughs) All the way back through this melee of human beings to this, you wouldn't even notice it, this little door, boom, through this little door and into the cavernous backstage area. They took me back to this, it wasn't anything splashy as a dressing room. It was full of those beaded costumes, those flashy Elvis costumes. And Tom Parker was standing there and he says, I guess y'all want to see Elvis. And I said, sure do. he (laughs) He said, well, come with me. And he led me into the back of this, uh, dressing room and they were getting one of those big high collar white outfits with a cape getting one of those ready and Elvis was just standing there as cool as a cucumber he probably weighed 178 pounds his hair was jet black he had it in a beetle cut was very much Vidal Sassoon (laughs) he was right on the edge of fashion there wasn't nothing nostalgic about him and he had on a kind of a black velvet blazer and Sonny and Red, who were the two gorillas who followed him around pretty closely. <laughs> they were standing there. He put his hand out and he said, hello, Jimmy, glad to meet you. And I said, Mr. Presley? And he said, oh, not Mr. Presley. And my buddy, I was with my friend, Mike Riley, who was supposed to be my wingman. He said, well, we'll just call you L <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looked at him like and who? I looked at him <laughs> and I whispered don't call him L <laughs> <laughs> 
He gave me his phone number, which I knew he would never use and I would never use. Then it became a kind of a regular thing. I used to go up there, see the show, and go upstairs to what they call the Nancy Sinatra Suite. And I'd go in there and hang out. And Elvis used to play Glenn Campbell over and over and over. He would play Wichita Lyman, flip it over, play the other side. Flip it over, play the other side. So that's just by way of telling you that he respected Glenn a great uh-huh. deal. And we got along. We laughed. I think we started getting like a little bit too close. There was that one night he was closing and Nancy Sinatra was opening. And I was at the bar downstairs just trying to stay out of the way because it was like a stampede in that lobby. (laughs) And I just ordered myself a Jack Daniels and soda. I was sitting there sipping on it. And I hear this voice, Gemma, Gemma. He called me Gemma, J-E-M-M-A, Gemma. I turned around, and it was Elvis. And he's sort of crouched over, and he says, Listen, Gemma, I just wanted to ask you a question about your French horns. And I said, uh, my French horns? Well, he says, your French horns, they sound really good, man. I want to know how many you use. And I said, well, I use four. I said, Nelson Riddle uses a four in Mr. Sinatra's show. And he says, "Uh uh-huh, all right. He says, I think I got that. He said, I want to thank you a bunch, Gemma. I'll see you around. And he was gone. He was like, it was was like a ghost. And the next time I went up to Vegas, he had four French horns. Unreal. Then, you know, it went on for a while. But I was finally invited out of that circle in pretty uh, graphic terms by Tom, the P.T. Barnum of the Elvis Presley show. (laughs) I remember talking to him that night. He came out and he said, well, everybody, Elvis is tired. There were like 30 girls in there wearing white dresses. He had picked one of them out. He said, now, you know, Elvis has picked out his girl now. And he said, it's time for y'all to go on home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it, it was it was some weird shit, man and, and then everybody kind of formed up in a line tom parker saying good night to everybody when he gets to me he says you know jenna he said i think you and elvis have probably seen enough of each other for a while he said probably next time i see you It'll probably be down at the Hollywood Ranch Market. <laughs> <laughs> Implying that it wouldn't be backstage hanging with Elvis? No, and that was the end of it. Wow. Why? Like He would get, he would get nervous. I don't want to write another book about this, but so many writers, including uh, Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil, who wrote You've Lost That Love and Feeling. Mm. I'll just use them as an example. The very same thing happened to them. Elvis loved that song, wanted to meet them. They met. They went upstairs a couple of times. And then one night, Tom Parker says, you know, Barry, I don't think we're going to be seeing that much of you around here. Whoa. And so, you know, that's, that's just the way you handle people. And if he wanted to get you away from Elvis... It was a writ large. It was not a hint. Right. 
No, it was real clear, all caps. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've had an incredible career. What do you think is going to be coming next for you? Final question, when you think about uh, this this crazy scene we're in, and, and what are your plans? Well, with the help of my beautiful and dear wife, she just booked a tour for me in the U.K. about a year from now. And I've got to figure out a way to get on stage without getting covid because I'm right in the age group. I'll be honest with you, Dave Lawrence. I think if I catch that, it's going to kill me. So it's just trying to work out some kind of however uneasy compromise with the venues, with the audiences, to provide an atmosphere where live performers, none of us from my group are spring chickens anymore. It's difficult, and we're still working on it. Maybe you could theme it and you could come out wearing sort of like an astronaut outfit or a hazmat suit. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going to come now. I hear you. And then just just do the whole show from inside the spacesuit. <laughs> yeah, you could have a really nice microphone in there. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I could be the first. You could be an innovator in the... Uh, <laughs> In this crazy world. Well, it's been a, a huge thrill today. We're extraordinarily fortunate to have a uh, the only artist to ever have received Grammy Awards for music, lyrics, and orchestration not long ago released in this great memoir, The Cake in the Rain, which will give you a laugh as well as some revealing stories. Slipcover is a great way to hear a lot of classic covers. It's uh, the great Jimmy Webb, who I hope, Jimmy, you had fun and this kept you somewhat engaged today. I enjoyed it very much. Thanks for putting up with me, Dave, and uh, maybe we can do it again sometime. It's going to change the world, Dave. This is going to leave some permanent changes on the social landscape, I believe. From six feet away, big hugs, some high fives. You stay safe, brother. Same here, man. <laughs>